Well, grab your Bible and turn to Luke chapter 5. Luke chapter 5. If you feel like we've been in Luke sometime recently, you are correct. Uh, we took a break from the Gospel of Luke for a little while uh, as we began this year, but uh, it is part of our tradition that we believe in preaching what they call Lectio Continuum, which was simply preaching through books of the Bible. Why so? Well, we believe that all of Scripture is God-breathed and is useful for, for teaching, rebuking, correcting, training in righteousness so that the man of God, the woman of God, would be thoroughly equipped for every good work that God prepares for us. In addition to that, it's also important that we allow God's Word to guide the diet of our souls. And so as we preach through books of the Bible, it, it, it prevents a pastor from getting on soapboxes and just preaching the things that he finds comfortable addressing. And so the Word of God addresses my heart throughout the week, as I'm hoping and praying it's going to address your heart and soul this morning. So if you don't have a Bible, there should be the, the passage of Scripture we're going to focus on today. Print in your bulletin, Luke chapter 5, verses 12 through 16. Hear God's Word this morning. Referring about Jesus. While he was in one of those cities, they, there came a man full of leprosy. And when he saw Jesus, he fell on his face and begged him, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. And Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him, saying, I will be clean. And immediately the leprosy left him. And he charged him to tell no one, but go and show yourself to the priest and make an offering for your cleansing as Moses commanded for a proof to them. But now, even more the report about him went abroad and great crowds gathered to hear him and to be healed of their infirmities. But he would withdraw to desolate places and pray. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we see in your word this morning the habit of our Savior and your Son. It was his habit to withdraw, to be alone with you, and to pray. Father, I'm already convicted by this passage, how easily I can fill my day and my weeks with busyness. Forgive me for not being a faithful servant, as faithful to you as I could be by carving out time in my day and in my week to have uninterrupted time with you in prayer and in your word. But Lord, this hour has been carved out so that we might draw near to you and you might draw near to us. And I pray and plead, Father God, that your Holy Spirit would move this morning. That Christ would be magnified, our souls would be edified, and we might live, leave here transformed today. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Lonely, isolated, 
disconnected, forgotten. Those are the words that I hear in my conversations with you when I call you throughout the week and let you know I've been thinking about you and praying for you. And I ask you how you're doing in the midst of this last year of battling the COVID pandemic. Those words I'm hearing from our congregation. Pastor, I feel lonely. I feel isolated. Disconnected. Sometimes forgotten. That's how many of you feel. Some of you haven't even enjoyed the opportunity of celebrating Christmas with your family members. Some of you still have Christmas presents that are wrapped, ready to be opened by those that you know and love. Over the last year, we have been isolated, we've been disconnected, we felt forgotten. I believe that's one of the many reasons why this passage of Scripture today comes and is timely for us today. There are a lot of issues that this leper in this passage faced that we can resonate with today. Some of you have tested positive for COVID and you were quarantined for some time and you had friends or family members or church family members drop off groceries at your house. That is similar to what this leper had experienced either for months or maybe even years. He felt alone. He felt isolated. Perhaps some of his family members had dropped off physical provisions for him of of food and water in a place where he could go and not meet them, but partake of what they had provided for him. To get a sense of how alone he felt and how he resembles some of the loneliness you felt in recent days. Leviticus chapter 13, verses 13, highlight for us how a leper had to behave. It says, The leprous person who has the disease shall wear torn clothes. So visibly, if if someone saw a leper coming, they knew, okay, he's a leper. And he was to let the hair of his head hang loose. I would have trouble with that part. And he shall cover his upper lip and cry out, Unclean! Unclean! Apparently they didn't have masks back then, so his hand had to form as his mask and say, unclean, unclean. And verse 46 says, he shall remain unclean as long as he has the disease. He is unclean, he shall live alone, his dwelling shall be outside the camp. He was alone. He was isolated. Sound familiar? Not only was his physical appearance because of his clothes and his hand covering his upper lip, most scholars believe that the form of leprosy here is 
It's similar to Hansen's disease that there's a numbness of the limbs. And the reason the deformities come about in, in this individual is because their, their limbs are so numb that they can't tell when they scrape something. They can't tell when their hand is bleeding. If they're asleep at night and some critter comes to chew on their limbs, the critter is allowed to eat their flesh because they simply cannot feel their flesh being eaten. A horrendous, horrendous condition. Can you imagine how gross people viewed them? And how gross people viewed him? And what does that have to do with me and you today? J.C. Ryle says this. We have in this event a living emblem of Christ's power to heal our souls. Because all of us are lepers spiritually. Do you hear that? You may feel lonely or disconnected physically this day and age because of COVID. But the reality is there's a deeper disease we all battle that causes loneliness and disconnectedness in our life and it's the sin in our life. And just like this this man, it says here in verse 12 that his whole body was full of leprosy. The leprosy of sin has affected all of our being. The way we view one another. The thoughts that we have. The words that we speak. The things that motivate our hearts and our lives are all affected and contaminated by sin. And so for many of us here today, we not only feel disconnected physically, but many of us feel disconnected spiritually. And so this morning, if that is how you feel, if that's where you are, that you feel lonely physically or you feel disconnected spiritually, there are two truths I want us to chew on today that are simple truths, but are significant truths. That highlight for us how Christ is the answer to our loneliness. And how Christ is the answer to our fractured relationship with our God. The first truth is this. Is that you need to know that God is able God is able to save you. God is able to forgive you. God is able to heal you. We see this in verse 12 in our, in our passage. It says that while Jesus was in one of the cities, there came a man full of leprosy. And when he saw Jesus, he fell on his face and begged him, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. This is a powerful, surprising act that this leper takes. Why? Because lepers were supposed to live outside the camp. They were supposed to live outside the city gate. 
And somehow this leper comes in proximity of Jesus. He pursues Jesus. He knows that he's taking a risk. And he comes to Jesus. And he comes within closeness of Jesus. Remember he was supposed to have covered his upper lip and said unclean, unclean. So that people would scatter from him. But instead he comes to Jesus falls before Jesus on his face and says, Lord Jesus, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Now scholars debate about whether he genuinely worshipped Jesus, if he was truly trusting in Jesus, but what is absolutely clear from the passage is that this leper is in complete dependence upon Jesus. He knows he's come to the end of his rope. He knows that he has no hope of saving himself or fixing himself. And so he comes falling prostrate before Jesus and begging Jesus to heal him. Why? The passage is clear because he knows Jesus is able to heal him. He knows. And how does Jesus respond? With the touch of a hand. That we'll examine in a little bit more detail in a few moments. With the power of his spoken word, Jesus says, I am willing. Be clean. Be clean is an imperative. It's a command. In other words, be cleansed, be healed. Why is this powerful? Why is this important for us today? Can I be honest with you? I know God's omnipotent. I know God's all-powerful. I mean, if you, if you put the theological test before me on paper, I can check all the correct boxes. I can get the answers right. But there are some situations in my own life. There are some situations in my own family's life that if I'm to be frank with you, I've quit taking those concerns to God in prayer. There are some situations in my life that I've quit taking to the Lord in prayer, begging Him to solve those situations, to fix those circumstances. Why? Well, I know up here God's able. The problem isn't up here. You know what the problem is? It's right here. That I'm not trusting that he's able. And I've started doubting him. How about you? I've got a friend visiting me this weekend. He's one of those guys I've been praying for since, well, for 30 years now. He's not walking with Jesus. And as you can tell, he's not even here this morning. And I was convicted this morning. 
Why have I stopped praying for him? Can I be honest? Because I've started doubting God's power and his ability to save him. What John Calvin says about this passage is that in this passage we see a striking display of the divine power of Christ. And friends, as a church, we not only have this passage of Scripture, which is most important, but we have testimonies in our church within the last several months. Do you know that there are people that we know and love that we've been praying for that have been battling issues of infertility and now their family members have received news that they're expecting a baby? Did you know that? Did you know that there's, there have been some people among us that we've been afraid that they have cancer and we've been praying for them and now the diagnosis has come back that it's not cancer? I'll point out one gentleman in our midst because I know he doesn't mind me pointing him out. Look at Ron Cawthon. That is a living, breathing miracle within our covenant family. We were afraid you wouldn't live to see 2021, Ron. And yet he's here among us. Why? Because your God is able. Your God is able. Not to heal you physically, but to heal you spiritually. And I don't know about you, but for me, I'm concerned that there are areas in my life, that there is a leprosy of me, that as that Hansen's disease ate man's uh, num- bones and his skin to the point that he became numb, that when he brushed up against things, he no longer sensed the pain of it. I'm concerned that in your life and in my life, there are areas of sin in our lives where we've just justified it enough and long enough that we don't even feel the prick of conviction anymore. And then we begin looking down at our lives spiritually and we are repulsed. There are areas in my life where I know that if, if God doesn't sanctify it further, it could cause much harm in my life, much harm in my family's life, much harm in the life of this church. That's just true for me and it's true for you. So what we need to know this morning is that our God is able to save us. Our God is able to forgive us. Our God is able to heal us. So that's the first truth I want you to focus on this morning is that know that your God is able. But secondly, know God is willing. This is a powerful part of this passage. Notice in verse 12, the leper says, as he falls on his face before Jesus and begs Jesus, if you will, you can make me clean. And I want you to notice verse 13, this is powerful. And Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him saying, I will be clean. And immediately the leprosy left him. Don't miss what just happened. Jesus demonstrates his willingness to heal this leper twofold. 
Jesus' action in this passage is absolutely shocking and dramatic. It says that Jesus stretches out his hand and touches the man. No one would have done that. Why? For two reasons. First of all, physically, they would have been concerned about catching the disease from the man. So no one would have touched the leper. Instead, they would have, they would have reacted to him. The elementary school kids react to someone who screams, he or she's got cooties. They would have been like cockroaches when you flip on the, the, the light switch at night. They would have scattered. Physically, that was gross, wasn't it? But a mental picture, you'll remember. They would have scattered from him. But why? Because physically they would have been concerned that they would have caught the disease from him. But secondly, they would have been terrified that they would have become ceremonially, spiritually unclean. And thus be prevented from going into the house of God and worshiping. Jesus' action is dramatic. It's intentional. And it's demonstrative of his compassion and his pity on the man. Imagine, this man had not felt the loving hug of his wife. Her kiss upon his cheek for months or years. He had not been able to feel or experience or even see his children and experience their hugs. And Jesus reaches out his hand. Touches him. And says, I'm willing. Be clean. J.C. Ryle says that those three words, I am willing, are a deep line that is rich in feelings. Because in those three words, I am willing, we see Jesus' attitude, not only towards those that are physically harmed, needing healing, but we see Jesus' attitude towards those that are sinners. Jesus says, I am willing. Be clean. Notice Jesus possesses such purity that when he touches the leper, he's not contaminated. But his purity purifies the man that he touches. I mentioned to you I have a friend that um, is visiting this weekend in Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And so he came down and he asked me if I wanted to go to the Super Bowl tonight. And I said, are you going to buy me a ticket? <laughs> so we... We jo- he joked around and looked at the cost of tickets. And in and, and the nosebleed section, that the, which, you know, in the church, by the way, up there, those, those are the expensive seats. But, you know, if you go to a football game, those are the cheap seats. Um, it was like $4,000 for the cheap seats. And I thought to myself, I, I got a, a, a notice on my phone last night that we were under tornado watch in our area till about 7 a.m. this morning. And then I got soaked as I walked into to church this morning. I said, think about that. People are going to pay $4,000 to sit in the cold rain and watch a football game? 
Why would they do that? Because they want to. I was convicted by the fact that there would be many people that would not come to church this morning. Why? Because of the rain. They didn't want to. Reality is we do what's most important to us. But I say that not to scold those that are not here with us this morning, but to encourage you about what your, G- your Lord Jesus has done for you. That our Lord Jesus did far more than endure the frustration and the nastiness of rain to watch a game. But our Lord Jesus in the incarnation took on flesh so that he might suffer in our place. And we see that in the crucifixion. So we see in this healing, Jesus' willingness of how far he's willing to go to save you, to forgive you, to cleanse you. But if you doubt it in this passage, you see the ultimate step your Lord Jesus will take on the cross. Your God is willing to save you. Can I be honest with you again? There are some things in my family's life that I've quit praying about recently. There are some things in my own life that I've quit praying about recently. And do you know why? I've doubted God's willingness. Sure, I know he's able to fix it. Sure, I know he's able to forgive me and fix me, but is he willing? That's where some of you are today in your relationship with Jesus. You know God is able, but you wonder if he's willing. And our Lord Jesus shows us in this passage, yes, he is. He's ready, willing, and able to save you, to forgive you, to heal you, to change you. How do you receive it? How do you receive God's forgiveness? How do you receive God's healing power, God's healing touch? Well, in the Old Testament, Leviticus, Chapter 14, we read about what a leper had to go through in order to be brought back into fellowship with God and fellowship with God's people. There were two stages that they had to go through. The first stage was this, that once the leprosy left him, that he had to get two birds and a bowl of water. And the first bird was to be killed over the bowl of fresh water. And then the bird was to be dipped in the bloody water and then... The hyssop branch was to be dipped in the bloody water by the priest and to be sprinkled upon the man who was cleansed. Then the priest and the, and the, the leopard that had been healed would take that bloody bird into the field and they would release it, symbol of his, his leprosy and his skin disease being gone. He would be allowed to come into the camp, but he would first have to wash, 
shave himself and wash his clothes. And then he would be able to live inside the camp but outside of his tent for seven days. Then the second stage was at the conclusion of those seven days, on day eight, then the the leper would go back to the priest and there would be four offerings that would be offered in his place. The first would be a guilt offering that would be a way of the worshiper uh, offering worship to God for all the sacrifices they had failed to give him while he was sick with leprosy. And the blood of that lamb that had been sacrificed would be, would be spread on the right earlobe of that worshiper, upon his right thumb and upon his right big toe. Then oil would be spread on his right earlobe and his right thumb and his right toe, symbolizing the fact that now he was consecrated in service to God and what he wants to hear and what he's going to do and where he's going to go. And then there would be a sin offering that would be offered as an atonement for his sins. Then there would be a burnt offering that would be offered, symbolizing the fact that only his sins have been atoned for, but that all of his life and all of his being was to be dedicated in worship and service to his God. And then a grain offering would be offered, demonstrating his gratitude for God's healing touch. That's a lot. Well, what do you have to do today? Simply come to Jesus, your high priest. And receive his grace. Friends, I know that many of us can come into this house of worship and smile. And put on a good show. But in our heart of hearts, we feel lonely, we feel guilty, we feel ashamed. You feel shackled beneath a load of guilt and shame. Jesus says, come to him this morning and receive his grace. He's ready, he's willing, and he's able to save you, to sanctify you by his grace. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Our Lord Jesus charged this leper to go show himself to the priest and make an offering for his cleansing so that it would be a proof to all those around him that Jesus was the Messiah. We come to you now as our great high priest knowing that the ultimate Offering and sacrifice has already been made. It was Jesus. We confess to you, Father, our tendency to doubt your ability. We confess to you our tendency to doubt 
your willingness to heal us, to save us, to forgive us, to change and forgive and save those that we know and love. We pray that by your Spirit's work today, you would touch us. Make me whole, make me new. Those that I know and love that don't know you and don't love you, I pray that like this leper, you would bring them to the point of desperation. Bring them to the end of themselves so that they too might fall before you. And beg for your healing touch of forgiveness and salvation. Father, may we come back here next Sunday knowing that the greatest leprosy we have is sin and that we all come here as lepers that have been healed by the touch of your grace. It's in Jesus' name we pray and all of God's people agreed saying,